God, drinking water is so hard. Why is it so hard to drink water? No, I like I can't love it. I can't do it. And I know like all of my issues come from like not being hydrated. Like I'm PMSing now. My boobs hurt. Like, okay, drink water. Don't want to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Today we have the pleasure of speaking with Sheikha Raya Al Khalifa. And Raya, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about you? I'm Raya Al Khalifa. Um, I know the Solomon sisters. Well, I've known you guys for, <laughs> I feel it's like insane how long we've known each other. How many years? Like my son is. Now. Yeah, well, definitely. I knew you before Mohammed, so probably half so, like, my life. <laughs> oh my God, it's insane. Anyway, so, um, and I grew up between London and Florida, even though I'm from the Middle East, and we went to school together in London, and um, it was yeah, and it was coincidental <laughs> the whole Florida connection, and yeah, so we're just crazy people <laughs> <running around laughs> love fashion yeah it was it was love at first sight i looked at her outfit and thought that will be my best friend <laughs> we were we were the lunatics who would go around after class to starbucks to go have a frappuccino and now like i don't know alana will still have the frappuccino but i'll be like oh my god there's so many chemicals in the frappuccino <laughs> <laughs> no but you used to always we used to be freezing eating our frappuccinos we were like Freezing. I know, and I always Which used to be so mad. I would get the mocha frappuccino light, and I was so mad because it wasn't like a hot version. Light! I forgot that they had a light. Yes, Dean <laughs> is drinking it right now. No, no. Oh no, she's not. Never mind. But um, like I literally was so upset because there wasn't like a hot equivalent with like as little, same like little calories and yeah. And it was sort of. It kind of kept us going though, and then I remember we would like come into class like no we would usually leave class and then go to h&m yeah remember <laughs> when um what's her name um dr zahir when she yelled at us and told us we're like hurting cats because she would yeah, have to come to, like the expression. high street to get us for shopping to go to class yeah, I mean, they ragged on us quite a bit but yeah. we we did really well i did really well at i university. did very well as well yeah you know, so like, I don't that's our life balance of sort of, you know, play and working hard. Really, it, it suited us. It's just, you know, well, we were always really positive. That's the thing. And I feel like even now when we're walking in Florida and we're together, like everyone will know when we're in Target or Walgreens, <laughs> like the people there think we're like as if I don't know they think like are you celebrating is something happening like a party or and we're like no this is just us like we want to be happy but that being but that's said like, I, always, I always remember I was going through such like it was so difficult at the start of my pregnancy and I never told Alana this until more recently but like it was just some days were so hard because when you're first pregnant, but no one knows you're pregnant and then you feel like crap, but no one knows yet because you're not showing or anything. It's actually, you feel better for most people when you start showing and then people are like, oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? Do you need that? And you're like, yeah, I'm fine. 
but at the start of the pregnancy, I felt horrible. And I even felt like a bit before the pregnancy, um, like with the change of the season and everything, I felt down. And I remember going to class and that was like my happiness was going to that class, which was like my last elective. Like I kept all my electives until senior year so I could just have fun, um, <laughs> was my acting class. And some days I just felt so depressed. Like I felt depressed. Um, and then I would go to class and Alana would be so like in her little bubble and so happy and people would think like we're crazy, but we were so happy. It like was such a happy pill for me. That was because so happy to hear that. Honestly, every oh, time yeah. you say it, it fills my eyes up. I can't help it. Even I love now, so like, you know, with all the stress of life and kids and husbands and this and that. <laughs> Like, it's like our little escapism when we go to Target and we're like laughing and giggling and having fun and, and people are like, oh my, people, but it's contagious, right? Because hey, we I will always remember when we went, you took me last time you were here, you took me to um, a gas station because there was something there you wanted me to try to that is our jam though that yeah. is our <laughs> and the guy said to us he's like i think you're the two happiest girls i've ever met and i was like probably i always feel like almost bad for other people when they're with us because we are so like chatty and funny but so where chatty. where do we go but that's the thing like we have our struggles in life all of us do but we try to be positive and then the thing is, it's like, we, we get so excited about the smallest things in life because I think we've been so international. We, we travel a lot. We, you know, we've been blessed in our lives to see like, you know, lovely restaurants and all of this stuff and travel and, you know, but then we just get so excited about the simplest pleasures in life. Like going through a Dunkin' Donuts drive through with Alana, <laughs> with the music and the sunshine, like that makes so that's like my happy pill. Same. Or, um, I like driving in the car with you. Listening to 80s and, and listening to 80s <laughs> is like my ultimate summer highlight. My soul needs Florida. I feel guilty to say this, but I, I really miss Florida. And I'm the kind of person that if people ask me like, you've lived between these several places, where would you want to live? That's one of our questions. I can't, like I can only, I mean, I was spoiled growing up because I would spend my school year, well, I first grew up in the UK in London, and then I would holiday in Florida. But then when I was older, I lived in Florida, and I would go to Europe and the Middle East on my vacations, and I just, I'm missing Florida. I just cannot pick one place. So I feel really guilty because right now, I got to come here when most people are still stuck in the Middle East. And I even got to go to Capri and a lot of people were, well, especially Americans were like, oh my God, you're so lucky. And we kind of, first of all, the numbers were significantly, it was like nothing. It was nothing on the island, right? And they actually had soldiers with machine guns making sure you had your mask on. <laughs> so, oh That's a little frightening. Yeah, like um, I took a ferry going there, but then on the way back, I took a speedboat. But on the ferry, like they were not playing around. You had to have your mask on. So it was definitely a different experience. And I remember even when I was debating if I should come to London or stay in Qatar because it's a pandemic, my mother was like, listen, this isn't going away anytime soon. You're just going to have to change the way you live and face it. So I felt no one 
criticized me for going because we took every precaution necessary and everything and we were very you know it was allowed obviously but um i felt guilty because all of my american friends were like not able to travel at all they could not come to europe i don't think you guys still can come to europe or no we, we can come to europe but we, we can go, go to, to mexico yeah uh, we're gonna go to mexico and we went oh. earlier in the summer to the hamptons so we've been trying to sort yeah. of be a little more um active on this side of the world since we can't yeah go back. which is so beautiful i mean there's so much in america <laughs> like yeah. i was dying like to go <laughs> Dying to go to Amangiri, is it called Amangiri, that place in Utah, for like over a year? And then now, like, everyone's posting about it and everyone's going there. What is and, this like, place? I don't feel in the know. Tell me. It's a place, I think, in Utah, and it's like, all, it's completely like my mother, when I was telling her over a year ago that I have to go there, I want to just recharge and maybe take the kids. She was like, You want to go there? Because if you know me, you know I love palm trees, sunshine, blue sky. But this is like um, with Lake Powell and it's all the Grand Canyon and beautiful sunsets. And then the Kardashians went and now everyone knows about it. And the Beavers went and like everyone, everyone's gone now. And I was like, oh my God, I wanted to go. And now everyone goes, everyone takes pictures there. You have a way, you have so much knowledge in that beautiful brain of yours. And you have such a great way of breaking things down that feels so like relatable. Like, oh, I can do this. This makes all sense. It's really easy. It's really bite-sized. And I always wonder, like, I read a while ago in an interview you did that you were maybe going to do a coffee table book for a, um, of your vintage jewelry. And oh yeah. They wanted me to do that a long time ago. So the it's funny i mean i never went into that but i still have all of my pieces um and it's definitely a passion of mine the thing is with the vintage costume jewelry they're like little pieces of history that will just go forever and they tell you a lot about actual history like when i look at certain pieces like there's this um, brand called joseph mazer and then they became mazer brothers when you see like some of their pieces, you can tell if it's post-World War or during the war or after, like before the war. Some of them were made like in the midst of the war so they would make it in Mexico, like random stuff like that. It tells you a lot about what was happening and the aesthetic and, and like the culture. But the thing about them is once they're gone, that's it, they're gone. They're not as durable, obviously, as like jewelry. So they really are these little relics that will just go like, you know, extinct. So I love collecting them. I love the stories behind them. Like for example, um, no one was buying really like real jewelry during the time of the war and after the war. It was such an austere time like internationally. So one of the, I forgot now, like I used to know all the names, but one of the main designers at Cartier left Cartier and worked for a company called Trafari, um, which was like a very well-known costume jewelry line based in New York. 
and all the society ladies in America wore, like it was the society ladies who wore costume jewelry because that's who could wear it and who had places to wear it too. It was like as, you know, an extension of their lives being so fabulous and going here and there, and, you know, so they wanted something light and easy. So he worked at Cartier, but then he, he went and started working for Trafari and the collections I have from that guy who went to Trafari are like phenomenal. They're just so beautiful. But see, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I think you ought to because I could listen to you. Like, I can't wait to even listen to the audiobook version of the coffee table book. I, <laughs> I think you ought to put this out. Like, I enjoy so much your impact on fashion and style i mean you are certainly my style muse i have been asked you are, you guys are my style muse look at you guys oh you're so good so no but i really have thank been, you but i really have been asked before and i'm so inspired by your style but i've also always been very inspired by your writing and by your way of sort of communicating style to other people i think is amazing it's so fun to read it's so knowledgeable and it's so sort of easy and i saw you um edgardo uh, um Osorio, he did a live with you and i was yeah. so fascinated by everything that you shared and i just i love it you're sort of everyone's muse so i always say i'm an arab who grew up in florida so i feel like i sound on paper really tacky because i like gold i like tan i like big hair i like leopard print and i like even more gold on top of that and sparkle but the londoner in me tones it down like i don't think i really i don't know i think i balance it yeah you yeah do. so the the arab in me going to weddings is like all the feathers <laughs> so the other day i saw a dress from road resort that was like green and the same color shade as my eyes so it's gorgeous and it was like sort of had some sort of like i don't even know how to explain it like beautiful detailing that's made me think of another time but then uh, right under the chest it was all feathers down Stop. i'm not joking I I need like, to find like that a little part of my heart like skipped out of my chest and i was trying to like go through any event that's going to be happening in the future that i could wear it and the one thing about my husband i would change is that he doesn't like feathers but the one thing i will not be okay with is that i will not live a life where i don't have reasons to dress up and i literally think that one of my reasons for loving doing like content creation and all these things is because then i have to look cute on camera and i have a reason to get dressed up and buy beautiful things <laughs> yeah like in qatar when we were really locked down when the whole world was locked down every day i just even if it was just putting on a pair of hoop earrings, because I was homeschooling, it was like so, it wasn't as organized now as it is. Um, it was like chaos homeschooling and not being able to go anywhere, nowhere. And it just made me feel so much better for me if I put on a dress or, and I could do that there because it's like warmer. But um, even when I came to London, I had to quarantine with my family in the house. And I I put on, I remember we did a Zoom. I had like an outfit, like I got dressed, you know? And the thing is, this is what's so funny is that people, when they see us in Florida, we're always in like floaty dresses or whatever in the summer. And I see a lot of girls wearing like tight denim shorts and it's like uncomfortable to always wear that. And 
people will always stop me and be like, oh, you're so dressed up. I'm like, what? No, but my outfit is so much more easier than your outfit. You know, like people think that it's more effort, but to me wearing sweats is actually not comfortable. I feel more comfortable in like a little dress. I know, like a house dress. 100% same. And it's really funny because literally what I'm wearing, because I told you I have many of these, I was wearing on my walk last night. And I actually happened to have the same little bow in my hair though. And I had on, you know, like my everyday jewelry, the ones I sleep in. And this lady walking up to me goes, it's so sweet of her, but she's like, oh, and I had a very cute Lily Suzuki mask on. And she goes, you look so beautiful. Where are you off to? And I told her, I was like, oh no, this is just from Target. It's just a little like home dress. It's my house dress that I wear out and about just because, you know, I'm not going to be in pyjama. I still have to kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she's like, oh, well, you look very dressed up for these parts. She was like very American. And I was just thinking in my head, like, this is like the core difference between people who grew up sort of in a more fashion environment versus people who grew up in a place where they're sort of like kind of homogeneously casual because people here will like wear like a denim short and like like some sort of like tight fitted top and and like tons of makeup and be like I'm I find that really comfortable so like I'm if I go to Disney with my kids in the middle of summer I go out of my way to find like easy dresses to slip on. And someone pointed this out to me on my Instagram like last summer um, where she was like, I wish I could float around in a dress, but my thighs, she said her thighs um, rub and it's annoying. So I don't know, like for that, I don't know. I understand that other people are not comfortable. Yeah, so I was gonna say, throw on a pair of shorts, like, like the, the underwear, Spanx. the Sphinx underwear that are there that are like the boy um, shoes bottom. So like I have a bowed leg, so I actually have like, uh, like my thighs don't meet, but I mean, people think that's great, but then I have back problems because of it. So it's not that great of a thing. But I felt like, oh, okay, that's why people don't like to wear dresses. I would way rather be in a dress when I'm not loving my thighs than in trousers that are literally showing the thing that I can't stand. Could you describe a bit of your style and what like inspires you? Besides so wherever I am inspires me as we were talking. I mean, everybody knows I live for sundresses. I love a good house dress. I love to just feel comfortable and effortless and just float around and do my errands as easily as possible. And I don't know, I love the idea of what comes with um, a house dress slash summer sundress, like the joie de vie, the just, you know, the effortless style walking around just enjoying your day and floating around and going from errands to like a dinner and I love that vibe um that being said I feel like I sound I must sound a bit over the top on paper because as I said before I'm an Arab who grew up in South Florida so I love leopard print big hair gold rhinestone glitter sparkle anything feathers but the Londoner in me tones it down. So I, I do think that I've been influenced by everywhere I've lived, you know? So I, I think I do have a bit of, you know, the city vibe that kind of tones everything down a bit. Do you have favorite brands right now or any favorite like brand 
that you're going to when you're in London versus when you're in Florida? So I always, <laughs> I always get Zimmerman dresses. It's like an addiction and I need to stop. It's the best brand. Yeah, I love them. I love them. And they can get pricey. Some of them have been getting a bit pricey, but the prices have gone up since they first Yeah, they, they have. But I just love them so much. I love them. Like even in London this summer, I got a few that are long sleeve and I just feel like easy. Just throw something on and you're dressed. You're done. You're ready to go. I feel like put together and completed in a dress. As for um, like the more winter, like I really hold back and as long as I possibly can. Like all of the personal shoppers will be sending me pictures of like winter stuff and fall stuff in the middle of summer. I'm like, can you not? I'm one of those. I'm sorry. (laughs) You didn't, you know, you didn't send like high winter stuff. I'm like, please let me enjoy summer. I cannot deal with the thought. Like I am not someone who gets excited about winter or fall. I will slide into a depression and I'll just keep buying summer clothes as long as possible. Like I will, I will start thinking about what resort stuff I'm getting. Like when does it come out? October? from October for next summer. Like that's, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really want to think about what winter clothes I'm getting, but obviously like the whole world. Oh, you know who I like? I, I was going to say Bottega, but Nanushka, I, I really love, love. Oh my God. So I just went to Harvey Nichols the other day and the Nanushka edit was like insane. I wanted oh, I everything it. like, well, pleather skirts and these. Yeah. Yummy sweaters that like make me excited for wearing sweaters, like that kind of stuff. I, I love that. They have some um, leather pieces out already here, and even though I get, like so not, I don't even like to pretend like it's winter, even if it is cold outside. I pretend like it's still summer. Yeah, like uh, she wouldn't I'm let like, me show her any long sleeve dresses. Yeah, I I got so Dino one. Time, I get like that. I'm like, don't stuff. show me. She sent me long sleeve summer dresses, but they were long sleeve. I was like, how dare you? <laughs> I know, because in Florida, that's like that's winter. <laughs> that's yeah. a winter. I was dress. like, I'm not ready to go to that place. <laughs> But like yeah. that's all they have on sale. So I wanted to show you the best that they no, had. I am having like on a side note, some major emotional issues. Cause I was going to get a dress and then I thought I had a dress that was too similar. And then Tati, not knowing I was going to get this dress, ordered the dress. And oh. now, like, I know I'm like, should I have bought the dress? Like it's haunting me. I've thought about it for days. But like, we're totally our group of friends. We all have the same clothes. So no, I'm not. I wouldn't not get it because she had it. I was good. It was like she was, has a very similar dress from Mercedes um, Salazar. Salazar. Oh my God, I love Mercedes. So Mercedes Salazar is like everything I want for summer. Yeah. Me too. Like amazing. But then Zimmerman has the same kind of dress, like different uh, stuff, but the, basically the same kind of yellow polka uh, dot. And it's on like extreme. So, sale. like, should I get it? Do I need two yellow polka dot dresses? Like, I don't know if I'm that. For sure. Okay. Different. okay. For sure. You're talking to me. How many black sleeveless midi length dresses do I have? Like, <laughs> when I travel, I travel with like 10 or 15. It's not normal. I, I don't know why I have this addiction. I and don't sometimes know they're either, all from the same honestly, store. You know how we were talking before about being like positive minded individuals. 
I can wear like a black dress one day and I'm like, I'm adorable. If I wear black for like three days, I'm depressed. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm like that too. Yeah, no, but, but then you see what I do in Florida. I'll wear like Mercedes Salazar palm tree earrings. And yeah, like, yeah I love work. it. I found the most amazing Mercedes Salazar bag the other day with like bananas on it and made me feel oh like you. I have, I have a bag with bananas right here. I forgot. It's by Serpu or Sur this Brazilian brand. I love it so much, but I never got to wear it. And I got matching Mercedes Salazar banana earrings. Oh, I love, I love it. Yeah, I was like, just loving that. But bringing us to bananas and winter clothes. Remember we had a necklace last year with a banana gold charm yes, by Regina Pugh or something? Regina Her winter stuff is like also just so amazing so beautiful and such good price points too um and i showed you my new outfit from 16 arlington the long pencil yeah, skirt with feather top uh, yeah and then the kate I, I don't know how you pronounce it the katie home sweater that like went around the whole world yeah. kite kate i don't know that i've been really that's been such a good investment and it's actually. blowing up that brand because i got it immediately like as soon as I was able to get it I was obsessed and my mother was like where are you gonna wear that she liked just the sweater but then when I showed her the bra under she was like Raya what's wrong with you <laughs> I just was obsessed with it and I made it work like I wore it out a few times but now that I'm just like falling into fall it's been so useful because I've never gotten such a chunky sweater that's kind of short and fitted yeah and it just works so well like i wore it the other day with a black dress and it looked like perfect i loved it it was such like an effortless like pulled together look so i think that time it really paid off to get the investment piece but then i saw zara has like a similar yeah, style see. did you see and it's really good because the bra is actually more coverage you yeah know, i like that i sometimes actually the high streets take on a trend is is better is yeah version. yeah yeah for sure okay so you work with fashion trust arabia which i think is so cool and so amazing and there's so many new designers that do help support and sort of bring attention to not just to the people in your region but like kind of to a wider platform because you do share it on your social media and I sort of wanted to know, how did you get involved with it? What is sort of happening with it now with COVID? And, and how, where do you see the future of sort of fashion in Arabia? Well, they still went ahead with um, the, the award ceremony, but it was done virtually this past spring. Um, Tanya Fairs started the Fashion Trust. She did the initiative first here in the UK. And um, when they did it in the Middle East, she partnered up with Her Highness Sheikh Moza to create this. Um, so it, it's not about Qatar, because I live in Qatar, it's based in Qatar, but it's bringing designers from the whole Middle Eastern region and talented young designers and people who are not necessarily established as of yet. And uh, I was on the executive committee the first year, but the thing that really impressed me was 
that all of them have sustainable fashion on the forefront and ethical fashion, which was amazing because a lot of these main brands still don't have that. So these young designers who have everything going against them are doing all of their business work, all of their, their business plans and their creative output is done in a sustainable manner, which I thought was amazing. The other, I mean, the main reason why I wanted to be, I was so keen to be a part of it was showcasing our aesthetic internationally because our region has something to offer aesthetically with the craftsmanship, the workmanship, the heritage that comes with these kinds of pieces that are indigenous to our region. So I think that's really good to instill that and keep it protected. Um, so that was the main reason why I was excited to, to join. But I was just blown away by these people who had sustainability at the forefront of their business plan. And it's really hard to create a business, you know? No, so, yeah. And it's fun because we're all interconnected now through social media. I remember like when I, I mean, before Instagram, when you told people about the Middle East, they had such a different perception. Now with Instagram, they all see like what it really is and people get excited. And they also realize that we have a lot of in common, yes. you know? Well, one of the things I thought was so interesting. So there is a girl who um, hopefully will be interested interviewing soon but she's this very beautiful um i think she lives in canada but she's muslim so she's got sort of that modest fashion and she covers and everything and she's so chic and then it just happened to be you know when you follow someone new and when i was following her um on my private account it said that this girl um who i follow who's miami based who's an israeli girl already follows this girl and i just oh, yeah. made me so happy because the girl who is the modest kind of like israeli girl was already following this other girl and so i started looking through both their pages and found that they follow i literally spent like two hours like looking through both of their things because, like I a because <laughs> even though i would not say like necessarily I have the most modest fashion I'm certainly not one to like you know show my thong if you will and like yeah go doing things. so I love these girls who are so fashionable and so chic and happen to not sort of kind of take the sex cells sort of emphasis on yeah. fashion and it's yeah. beautiful and romantic and beautiful because it speaks to me so a lot of the people I follow happen to be sort of under that category of modest fashion, but not necessarily because that's them as well. Like, for example, um, style, the style bungalow, like, you know, she a lot of time you see a lot of the modest fashion girls follow her because she's so chic and timeless. And it's not yeah. sort of that take. So I was really excited to see how many um, Middle Eastern, but across the whole Middle East really follow so many of the same people and a lot of them follow you as well actually <laughs> and i just it really made me happy because like you know it's really a small world and i think social media does this amazing thing of sort of taking out like someone's group and still yeah. finding their group in the wider sense i mean i love social i love instagram and everything i have positive things i have only positive uh things to say about it i know people do 
have the negative side, but I've been really blessed, touch one, that I haven't really had that much negativity. I've only witnessed an experience like what you're talking about, like this positive connection and communicating and networking with people who are like-minded. Um, so I'm really grateful for that, especially in times like this, you know, and I'm also grateful that we were able to show our culture to so many people because I grew up in the West and I grew up like always having to explain things mm -hmm. because people would just see like a little glimmer and just assume so much about our society. And now they see it on social media and they're like, oh my God, I want to come. Oh my God, I love this. People in the fashion industry, they knew our part of the world because a, a big demographic comes from our society of who spends in those particular markets. And um, it's funny because it was like a secret that people knew about, but then not other people knew about like in the West. And for example, like Oscar de Laurenta always made kaftans, beautiful kaftans for the Middle East. Yeah, yeah. A lot of designers make kaftans because during Ramadan, we want kaftans, like beautiful kaftans to go to parties in. And so, and then, modest fashion but also just normal fashion because when we're amongst each other we take off the covering and you know you wear what you want and someone like me like i'm modest but i do show my arms and things like that when i travel so we are really all interconnected and it's yeah, such yeah. a small world so i just think it makes people realize that we are all the same you know absolutely and you know it's one of the things that i always think is very interesting is there's been a few designers where they do collections for like on the runway where they sort of reflect the influence the middle east has had on them yeah and there's been a few and it was such a sort of huge news kind of thing but in fact it's not so surprising that that has been such a major influence on their on their stuff this whole time exactly yeah but then sometimes they need to really study the market because I remember Dolce & Gabbana once did these abayas. The abayas, what you wear, like it's like a jacket that you wear over your outfit basically in the Middle East. It's like a typically a black, but now we wear different colors um, and it's cultural. It's not really religiously worn. We wear it in Qatar culturally. Um, and so they made these abayas in true DNG style with like flowers and lace and you know all this crazy bits and pieces but to us that looked really dated that looked like the early 2000s that's like someone coming out and being like why don't you wear a pink juicy couture suit and <laughs> you'd be like i don't want to wear that now you know so they totally missed the mark because they just thought let's make an abaya but there's also like a style to the abaya which now a lot of girls are wearing like this lovely kind of brushed silk open sweeper style ones which yes. people in the west can wear as like a cardigan with like high-waisted boyfriend jeans or 90s jeans and a crop top and it will look killer you know yeah. so yeah, yeah I like it is so yeah. good because you remember yeah i'm sure alana has yeah. seen some of my newer abayas that are like green with black and color block and like people in the west dig it you know I you can know. wear that as a sweeper yeah, you know like over your jeans just to cover up and now Hassan, he always 
teases me because he's from Saudi and all these stuff and he says that I like the clothes like that's popular there like more than his sisters I was like because they grew up wearing it so of course they like it and whatever but like it's not as exciting to them whereas for me I'm like oh this is different this is pretty this is new exactly I was wearing this beautiful one that had like feathers on the arms and it had sort of some it was not at all crazy but it had some sort of um sequin detail and I was sort of just my breath was cut away I was just this yeah. stunning piece of art so I very much appreciate it and I can envision like you said finding a way to wear it and make my own I have this vision of myself in one though but with like a really full kind of skirt and a crop top kind of thing happening I mean you saw our friend Tati, when she came to the Middle East, she wore one and she did not take it off. Tati <laughs> seemed like she People was think it's like a something of oppression of women and it's not at all. It's our cultural dress. Like they're, you're not forced to, it's like, um, like the men wear the long white thing too, the long white thobe, we call yeah. it. Um, and no one ever says anything about the men. And I always joke like the men can't like deviate from their long white thobe. Like we can wear a decorated abaya, it can be green, it can be red, it can be, you know, like it can have crystals, it can have feathers. I love wearing abaya. I feel it's so much more easier in my life. And I feel so much pulled together. Like when I drop the kids off at school at like 6.30 a.m. Cause we have to leave at like 6.30. I'm in an abaya and I could have pajamas on and no one will know. I just have like fabulous I love that. On. Yeah. It's like wearing a beautiful coat and no one knows what's underneath. Like Mary Kate Olsen said that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You so beautiful pieces. <laughs> anyway, so Fashion Trust basically is like a way of showcasing our culture and our aesthetic and our heritage internationally and having this cross-cultural relationship because then, you know, buyers, you know, people who are interested in the designers, it, it's like a creative hub for, for people. I think it's yeah. so beautiful. Well, that kind of brings me to my next question because obviously I am obsessed with your style, your fashion. Obsessed with yours. <laughs> <laughs> but your knowledge of fashion, your knowledge of the history of fashion, which is so important to have, is so in depth. And I wondered, like, have you ever considered sort of creating something of your own, especially now that yes. you have it? <laughs> I have. <clears throat> I've wanted to do, but like on a simple, so I'm, I think people know me for like more outlandish, extravagant kind of styles that I like. I do like big sleeves. I like drama. I like feathers. I like high heels, even though I'm 5'11". I like more and gold and loud. But for the things that I always want to create, it's funny because for day-to-day -day life, I like to be put together and dressed. So I kind of have like a uniform of go-tos. So I've always wanted to do like a line of like simple, effortless, easy dresses that can transition from day to night, from casual to dressy, from you know, spring to fall. And if you want winter, throw on boots. You know what I mean? Like Claire McCardell, Alana, she'll know. Cause she actually, <laughs> I forgot how, but it was so coincidental that we started talking about Claire McCardell, who was this American contemporary designer from the forties and fifties. And she revolutionized the way women dress. 
we you know, an easy to go dresses. Basically, yeah, like you can do your housework. We were talking about yeah, and we were talking about how we like about doing a line like this and sort of all these ideas. And then we were saying, and I said something, you're like, that's a Claire McCardell quote. And yeah. then I literally happen to have the book on my... Exactly, yeah, you had the book in your house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I keep it on my front table. But she, she was like, it's so... People don't realize up until recently women didn't have that luxury like we did not have that luxury and then also easy to wash just easy to live in so she revolutionized the way american contemporary brands are like i really love american contemporary brands even for my evening wear because in the middle east we do have a lot of weddings and we wear evening dresses and a lot of people will love like the couture with the haute couture with like the beading and the sequins and this and that and for me i just love american contemporary designers like oscar de la renta carolina herrera monique lilia where it's like volume and big and beautiful but simple you know like you just like like they even literally have pockets but it's like dramatic um so i love something like that because i want my life to be easy i don't want the clothes to wear me i want to wear the clothes i want to feel effortless i want to like be able to be with my kids and go off to the wet you know what i mean like i just that's the style i like well one of the things i always say to people when they comment to me about like how um i'm dressed up or things like that and i always say like i've i never walk around wearing something that's less comfortable than my pajamas so i'm exactly that's the same with me so that's why i wanted to make something like that and then also i wanted to do people know me for my love of high jewelry and um posting about high-end jewelry and diamonds and things like that but what i wanted to do was like a line of costume jewelry um, I love that. Semi-precious. Yeah, yeah, because I love, I love to feel great every day. Like, I don't want to have to wear, like, precious things daily. I like to mix it up. I like to have fun, you know, so. But you also like, have great jewelry taste, so it'd be so cool to see you take those kind of maybe high, um, like, um, higher fashion pieces and then making it the costume. Yeah. I feel like it would sell out so fast. I or or not even necessarily fully costume, like semi precious like what I'm wearing now. I have like a pearl choker. Oh yeah, I with love With a David Webb arrow necklace. And I just like to mix it up, you know? Like it should be fun and easy and, you know, an extension of your creativity and not something that like you have to show to people, something that you are in the mood for. Yeah, I truly love both ideas. And I think that not only like in terms of financially successful i feel like it would be successful in terms of i think your taste is so fabulous and beautiful yeah. and i think anyone would be like so excited to have a piece of of your creative inspiration yeah thank you yeah, i'm waiting for when i fully have the time because i'm a perfectionist and i feel like if i want to do something i have to have like all my time you know dedicated to I think there's a lot of time where um, like great ideas happen and people rush to sort of see them through rather than waiting for um, the opportunity where all the stars align. And they always yeah. better if you can just be patient and create something when it's the perfect moment. I yeah, I totally agree with those you. Those things are, see more success anyway. Which reminds yeah. me, 
what is kind of your style icons and influences, both personal, but sort of also on the look kind of universal? Ooh, goodness. I don't know. I get influenced easily by like my friends and people. I get influenced. Does it have to be a person? I don't know. Like I no, get. You said it has to be your honest answer then. Oh, I don't know. I, I get influenced by the location I'm at. So like when I'm in London, it's a bit more rugged and edgy and blacks and jeans, even though I hate jeans, but I just <laughs> fall into that aesthetic. You know what I mean? Whereas if I'm in Florida, it's more flouncy dresses, romantic dresses that sweep around. Um, and when I'm in Doha, I do like kind of structure with my abayas. So I'll wear like trousers with a blouse or something. I don't know why I favor that there just because I don't know. It, it's odd. Maybe because I'm wearing the abaya, so I like something structured. But um, my friends influence my style as well. Like when we talk about different trends that we're eyeing and um, yeah. I don't know, my algorithm for sure on Instagram probably influences me a lot. <laughs> like, I'm sure it does because it's funny how much, like what it can dictate and feed to you. It's like a way of advertising, obviously. But, no, of course. No, sometimes yeah. if you look at our Instagram feed, I think it almost reminds me of in high school when you would see like a lot of things because you'd be in this really enclosed space with people. Yeah. And you, at first you'd see and be like, I don't like that. And then after like months of seeing it, you're kind of like, yeah, it's cute. Should I try it? Exactly. Like the Arizona love sandals that I showed you. I was seeing people wear like the Chanel ugly, huge sandal, the sandal like mine. I was like, oh, I'm not going to wear that. That's like <laughs> atrocious. I wore that when I was 12 and look like a dork I don't want to wear that and here we are <laughs> well, I am obsessed it. though with the Chanel ones we have the white ones and I want them so badly they're just so I mean cool. I hated them and now I'm like get me because you know I'm a size 42 shoe so I mean I need to be careful with that situation because with a size <laughs> 42 shoe I may look like <laughs> walking around with two boots I remember years and years ago at the Neiman Marcus in Boca, they, cause they usually have to bring in my size. They have my size, but it usually has to come from Texas or, or LA. And um, he was like, I have a Chanel sandal in your size. Cause usually I like a dainty sandal, you know, with like a wrap around style or something. And he brought out the Chanel sandals. This is like a good four years ago, three years ago. And they like light up like LED light, but they were like the ugly sandal trend before the ugly sandal trend happened. And I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, this is ghastly. And I took photos like laughing, like, can you imagine? And now legit, I wish I got them. <laughs> it's, like, it's like what we were talking about with with like skinny jeans like I never thought I wouldn't want to wear my skinny jeans because I feel they're flattering and everything but it's just like my eye needs to see something else you know so I do get influenced by Instagram not by people because I don't necessarily follow like influencers but like my feed like what I see what I see <laughs> friends wearing yeah <laughs> for sure with you guys though oh my god your dresses that you post I'm like oh my god need that now you guys influence me, but oh, I feel like we have the same style. No, so I was like, just going to say, 
I feel like it's not influencing me, but informing me of a new dress that I need. To yeah, have, right? but I was yeah. nothing made me laugh on a few different occasions, but one in particular when we were in school, and one day you and Bika and I all came to class in the same outfit. <laughs> like, yeah, we didn't get it together. It wasn't planned. I was like, no, but that <laughs> happened many times. Yes, that's what I'm saying. There was just yeah. one particular time I remember. Like we all walked in, and it was like just like giddy with screams what was it was it? and this was like early 2000s so it was probably rock and republic jeans i just saw someone by the way wearing the rock and republic victoria beckham crystal butt jeans stop it on king's road and it was like a mother so going back to like mommies and what are mom's jeans now and she was a mother with like her child coming huh do you think she's had them since her uni days and those are like her so yeah that's I was like I literally just paused and watched her walk by <laughs> and like her whole life story went through my mind like did she have those in uni is she happy because she can still fit in them like <laughs> like everything did she wear like a silk cami with some sort of lace trim she had it no no she was wearing it like as like with a t-shirt or something and she cuffed up the because those rock and republic jeans were long and flared yeah, yeah. she had them rolled up so yeah i <laughs> remember amazing. those jeans and seeing i was when victoria beckham was living in spain yes. and she said it smelled like garlic and she would wear those with a silk cami and like a ton of like cross necklaces the going out top yes the early 2000 generation all you needed was a going out top it could be from forever 21 but if you had your going out top and like either your sevens or your rock and republic you were set life was so much easier i remember like everyone everyone had that look the going out top like even the movies from that era what was that movie with like cameron diaz and Lucy Liu, as sweet as something. Oh, that's some Charlie's Angels with Lucy Liu. Anyways, Cameron Diaz and someone else. Cameron Diaz and the girls. Christina Applegate. Christina Applegate. Um, And Selma Blair. When they're in the club and a little bag under your arm. Yeah, tiny little bag. I, (laughs) when I saw that movie, I had the same reaction because her fantasy was that someone gives her ice cream without calories. And I was like, yes, that is. I can't remember anything from that movie aside yeah, from it was, like, I remember the swan that flying out of the car and going out. The sweetest outside. thing. Yeah, that's the what I The sweetest thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so funny. Okay. But anyway, so yeah, that was the look. That was the look. Well, but so being influenced, like. This lady. <laughs> yeah, I'm influenced by the seasons. I'm influenced by high, the, the designs, like what's coming out, like naturally. But I think it's always interesting, like, when I think of influences, I definitely think of my friends. And then I also really think, for example, like, my grandmother. Like, so much of my style was influenced by my Oh, yeah. I have to say, I am heavily influenced by my maternal grandmother. People joke that I am, like, a reincarnation of her. Because she was the one who always had her nails done. She always had a big cocktail ring on. She always had like her silk blouse. She never wore jeans in her life. She bought one pair once and never wore them. She would wear dresses to Disney, like always had her hair set every twice a week would go to the hair salon. So 
she was my influence and my mother's like the complete opposite like my mom rebels my mother went to boarding school it isn't about that at all she's super chill and i think i'm chill but i'm really like her mother it's so funny and i was i grew up with her too so for sure my maternal grandmother well, for sure i think though just like when they know from your grandmother and then knowing your mom like you have a balance between both of their influences from my perspective because your mom is so effortlessly chic. She's so put together all the time, but she has this sort of relaxed way about her. Yeah, she doesn't care. Whereas your grandmother, like, especially I love when you post about her on Instagram. And she always had this sort of detailed eye for everything that she also didn't care. It wasn't like she would go, like for me, like I'll have like, like I just had a box come from matches and I'm organizing and that's the other thing like I like to feel at ease you will not see me like going shopping and looking like I will do that on off hours at home where I will make sure I have my outfit set ready to go so I'm not like brushing and looking and buying and shopping um but my grandmother my mother my grandmother wasn't like that like she had her key pieces she knew what she wanted every season it was the same style and that was it and i remember i used to steal like her gucci blouses or her dior <laughs> camisoles because i was like so in love with them um but yeah so i they influenced me but i'm definitely um my own person and i i i guess i follow trends more i try not to be so on the trend cycle because I like to have my things last but yeah I, I, I find it fun and exciting to be honest with you like I get I get down when it becomes false so I want to feel like happy I want to buy something and feel like put together and cute and go somewhere you know so it is retail therapy for me <laughs> <laughs> no but it really does impact like people who are um, I don't know like not into fashion I always feel like they're not into, in a way, like saying like they're not into self-expression because there's something so wonderful and lovely about sort of creating a voice for each season. And I love it. And I love the... Yeah, I like to get excited. I mean, and people will say like, I mean, the whole thing about the size, your size and fa fashion is shallow or whatever. Actually, I felt like really good about myself. Like the times that say for example i had put on weight because i had a baby or i was nursing what made me feel better was fashion was like dressing myself up embracing my curves when i had it when i was nursing and trying like a different look like now i'm quite flat chested i can't i don't really wear like body hugging styles because it doesn't really work on my frame and i get that i'm fine with it i love my puffy dresses but when i was like fuller or curvier i would embrace like that that kind of look and i think that's fun to do you know like i think that gives you confidence and anything that gives you confidence and makes you feel good about yourself why not like for me it could even come from target i don't really care as long as it's somewhat sustainably made <laughs> i i just I feel like why not, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I think that it's one of the things that's really exciting that I think um, people who listen to our podcast and like hear this kind of 
um, conversation with you is so often I think when you are expressing yourself, it's so eloquent and so beautiful that Aww. I think that Thank I think you. that you know it's nice to also hear that you have just an appreciation for the fact that it makes you also feel nice and feel beautiful oh for sure feel like I feel like shit every day now because I'm homeschooling my kids I could like easily just put on something drab but then I just won't feel that great about myself and it's not about making myself look better I just want to feel better I want to feel like fun and easy you know at ease and you know, having my self-expression and, um, I don't know, just playing with it, enjoying it, you know? I agree. One million, billion percent. That's what <laughs> I see. I definitely think that there is something so powerful about finding, like, your fashion voice. You know, one of the things I think really, like you said, it changes based on where you're living. But one of the nice things for me was when I moved here, it, like after spending so many years being cold in London and everything. And then mm. I moved here. It was just so nice to be in a beautiful dress and to let sort of my romantic voice out and let yeah. it shine. Because for so many years, I had to sort of bury myself in sort of, you know, boots and jackets. Yeah, because even when it gets warm here, you don't necessarily wear like a float. Like this summer, yes. This summer was hot but you don't in a city wear the same kind of fun frilly dresses that you would wear in Florida, which I love, which like, I think that's why part of me is just missing that yearning for Florida so badly. Cause I'm not going to go around London, even on the hottest day with like Mercedes Salazar palm tree earrings. It's yeah, just not the right fair. vibe. You know, yeah. those who influence me are historical figures from the past. <laughs> and yeah, but those are the best style. Yeah, I love it. We're gonna play a fun little game with you. Um, it's our call text elite with the OGs of New York. So we're gonna do okay. Bethany, Jill, and Ramona. Okay, Bethany, Jill, and Ramona. Yes. Who would you call? Who would you text? And who would you delete? Oh, goodness. I don't know. First of all, they're all New Yorkers, so they all scare me. <laughs> this is so hard. Oh, okay. And now that you just told me about Dorinda, wait, are we doing Dorinda? No. Bethany, Jill, and Ramona. Jill and Ramona. Bethany, I feel like maybe in the past I wouldn't want to call her but maybe I want to call her because she she has like life experience she knows how to hustle so I feel I want to call Bethany okay Jill Zarin Jill Zarin Jill the Boca Jill I guess I want to text her yeah because we maybe can talk about Boca right yeah yeah, she is in Boca. I didn't know Jill. She's like always in Boca. I follow her. No, she like lives just outside of Boca now. She relocated after her husband's passing. Why doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. Bobby's there in passing. She's like always in Lake Boca. I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and who was the other one? Um, Ramona. Jill? Ramona. We're deleting. Yeah. I think Ramona, like I feel bad. That's so not my style, but she's like intense. Yeah. I, I think I'm really intense. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think Ramona makes great TV, but I don't know how she does like with her phone dynamics. So I don't know that that was a bad call. I feel like Jill would be really chatty, responsive. Also, like, I don't think Ramona would like us. No, I don't, I don't think, think any of the like three us. of us would be Ramona's and cup of tea. Really? Jill, Jill doesn't drink, so I feel like she's vibes. No, like you and Alana don't drink. So already Ramona would not like you guys. And she likes to go out and have a good time with guys. You two are too, or all three of us are too yeah. young to go out with her for her not to feel like we would take that 20-year-old away. We're also both married. You guys are. <laughs> but I'm just saying, this is in the they scenario that we're actually circle. going out with Ramona. <laughs> yeah. And then... For sure, Bethany. I remember at the start of it all, I thought Bethany was like super hardcore, but I don't really watch her on the show. But like, I do know she hustled. Like, I remember when she was like at Costco and like yes, sitting with like amazing. her little table and like hustling. I did. Yeah, so I admire her. Beginning, I but now I feel yeah, the same. Like, I agree. Be watching. I'm so impressed by her. I think she. And I remember she was like the one like camping out on people's sofas like in the Hamptons remember yeah. back then yes like, she was Carol yeah. before Carol became Carol yeah well you know what though and she was like I don't do the Hamptons I do Montauk I remember like all of that back in the day she's like I prefer that like she she wanted she wanted to kind of like not show that she's not part of like the trend or the new Vorish, you know like she was like hustling, keeping her head down, and she yeah. Knows so her. I respect well, that. Dina and I rewatched all of New York Housewife, and then oh my god, you guys need to do that when I come to Florida and yes. watch like. But Bed we also rewatched Bethany Ever After, and I just oh, Bethany fall Ever in love After with her was little really bit. good. She's to amazing. See her. Yeah, she's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, I get inspired by people like that because I'm not really like that. No. But like I, I feel like I had to push myself and assert myself the older I get and, you know, with the kids, like, I feel like I have to sometimes push myself into situations like that. So someone like her who had to do it all on their own, I really admire and respect and I look to them. Raya, thank you so much thank for you spending so, this so time much. with us. We had so much fun with you, and we hope that everyone enjoyed listening to this sort of banter. And thank you for having me. I had that. so much fun. I'm so glad I passed the test with the Real Housewives. Yes, you did amazing. a beautiful job. And can you just let everyone know where to follow you so that they can be as Follow me on Instagram at Raya Al Khalifa, R A Y A. And then it should just pop up, hopefully. It's too okay. long to say my last name. <laughs> well, thank you, you again. I love you guys so much. We love, love you. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you want to follow us across our platforms, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Stylishly Solomon. Solomon spelled with all O's, S-O-L-O-M-O-N. And also on our Instagram, you can find links in the bio to follow us on Amazon and like to know it and shop our looks and find out our fashion breakdowns. If you like this podcast, Please subscribe, rate, and leave a comment. We always love to hear your feedback. We thank you for thinking of us and appreciate your love and support.